The following is a presentation of United Filmways Media, the future of talk. Your attention please. This is an important announcement. Please do not be alarmed, remain calm. Don't you see, Tip? Here in this laboratory is the necessary material for a monster. Over there in that glass tank is something that's alive only because millions of people believe it's alive. The pod pretenders are on the air. And we are the pod pretenders. I'm Tom Mahoney. I'm Steve Hill. Uh, Steve, uh, last time we were doing uh, our podcast, I had told a baseball story. We promised a war story, and I went way on. Do you still have that war story for us? Oh, buddy. I got so many war stories. It's ridiculous. But I don't think you talk too long, honestly. I mean, that was a great story about baseball. I, I just really enjoyed it. I'm sure other people who have listened to it also have enjoyed it. But I got war stories, man. All right, and then when we come back, I'd love to hear it. Okay, get it uh, this side of you. That nip's palm, it starts uh, just about 50 meters short of the yellow smoke. You went right in there. Okay, so get that red smoke. It's right on the target. If you can put it right to the uh, east of that red smoke, you'll uh, blow him away. Hey, hey, I got another one. I got another one. Okay. Out there at 9 o'clock. He's right there in front of you. 2 o'clock low. Down there by the dike. See him down there? We got another one down here. Where? He's right behind you. Down there by 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. See him right there, Crowley? Okay. 2 o'clock low. 2 o'clock low. Right here. Well, Tom, as you uh, you do know, I I'm a Vietnam veteran. I was aware. Yeah, how could you not? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean. I, it's like, I don't like to uh, go around advertising that, but uh, I do like to, uh, well, I shouldn't say, I, I enjoy telling the war stories. I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to brag about it. I mean, on, honestly, and I'm not trying to pump sunshine or anything, but you did put your life on your line for your country. So that is something I would brag about on a regular basis. Yeah. I'm just not one of those guys. I don't wear the Vietnam veteran hat and I don't wear the vests with all the patches and I just I just don't. But uh but if somebody asks me, Hey, were you a nom? Yeah. Uh did you see any action? Oh man, sit down. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> so I don't know if I've ever uh sent you any pictures of uh a couple of the rifles that I brought home as war trophies. No, I've, I've seen a couple of pictures of you standing by your helicopter, a Huey. Is that yeah. what you called the Huey? Yeah. yeah. I've seen a couple of those pictures. And I think that you, I saw one picture of you just kind of, I, w- I won't say relaxing because I can't imagine you ever had the opportunity to relax in Vietnam, but you were a little laid back. Just, I think oh, it was yeah. you sitting in a chair. Oh, yeah, I know what the picture you're talking about. That was me in operations. Some of us 
were able to bring back, and that's what they call them, bringbacks, uh, rifles, weapons that are registered war trophies. And I, I brought back two rifles. So the, the rifle that I'm going to talk about was a German Mauser. And, uh, you know, a lot of people go, why, wow, you didn't bring an AK-47? No, you can't get an AK-47. I, I also brought back an SKS, but the, this German Mauser, uh, man, I, I will just always remember this as, as long as I live. And this is not a blood and guts kind of a story, but I was a Huey crew chief for the battalion commander of the 13th Combat Aviation Battalion. So, um, and his, his name was Colonel Tolfa. He's a full bird colonel. And, uh, now I'm not, I'm not bragging about any of this stuff. I'm just trying to state some facts. But when you're the colonel's crew chief, buddy, you got privileges like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they got a saying, rank has its privileges. Now, I didn't have the rank, but my boss had the rank. And so he was in charge of everything. Uh, most all the aviation units in the Mekong Delta. So, uh, and that's not to digress, but people will say, man, how did you get the paperwork? Because you had to get a firearms export license to bring these back. Plus it has to, you got to have the paperwork where it's a registered trophy. And I'd say, well, I was the battalion commander's crew chief and he pulled those strings for me. Otherwise... I probably wouldn't have got him. Long story short, here we go. A Huey gets shot down uh, going into an LZ, which is a landing zone, and that's when you're inserting troops. And it was what we call a hot LZ. So in other words, the, uh, the bad guys, the Viet Cong, uh, we called them gooks, but today you're not supposed to call them gooks, but they'll always be gooks to me. Yeah, but sorry. somebody's shooting at me. I'm calling them a lot worse than <laughs> yeah. But, man, you know, so it's a hot LZ and blah, 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 man, bullets are flying. The stuff's hitting the fan. And uh, one of the Hueys, he, they get shot down. And so another Huey s- slides in there and picks up pilot, co-pilot, crew chief, and door gunner. The ground troops, they stay on the ground because there's a war going on around us, you know. I mean, people are shooting. And, uh, but somebody's got to go in there and pull the avionics off of that shot down helicopter. The avionics are the radios. So naturally, my boss, the colonel, I mean, he just, he just loves action. So he's naturally on the radio. Hey, Roger, this six, we're on our way in. We'll get those avionics for you. So here we go. And, uh, we land pretty close to it, but it's, it's in a rice paddy. Have you ever been in a rice, stepped in a rice paddy? No. Now, let me tell you what. It is, it, number one, they stink to high heaven. And uh, I don't really remember how, how deep the water is. It's like, you know, a foot of water, eight inches of water, whatever. <clears throat> Maybe it's even less. I don't know. But it's mud. I mean, under the, under the water is... Uh, six, eight inches of mud. So when you step into it, you sink. But so, you know, I bail out of the helicopter and so does 
uh, my co-pilot, Captain Deal, because he wants to go on this. Plus, our door gunner, he stays in the helicopter with the, with the weapons so he can shoot back while we're running across this rice paddy to run over this helicopter, pop the nose cover, and pull these radios out. And they just, they just you know, you flip a, flip a couple things, and they're made to slide right out. And uh, But on the way to the helicopter, I'm making my way through this rice paddy, and I'm telling you what, I stepped on something that was rock-solid hard. And, yeah, I go, oh, Jesus, I'm standing on a mine, and I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm just waiting. I, I yell at Captain Deal, get away from me, get away from me. I'm standing on a mine. I'm waiting for my legs to disappear, you know, and uh, I stand there and nothing blows up. And so, you know, you plus there's still a war going on around us. Bam, boom, ba, ba, boom, boom. You know, You're kidding. They didn't stop me like, wait a minute. Hill might be standing on a knock it off. Knock it off. Wait a minute. Time out. Oh, Lord. I mean, I'm about to crap my pants, you know. So I reached down into the mud to feel what am I standing on? This is the end, beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend, the end of our elaborate lives, the end of Safety or surprise, the end. I'll never look into your eyes again. And as I'm working my hands along, I, I realize I'm standing on a rifle. And I go, oh my God, it's just a rifle. And I pull it up out of the mud and it is this old German well it's act it's not a German Mauser some guy some gun expert looked at it and told me it's like uh some kind of Mauser it looks like a German Mauser but it's actually you know he got real technical well that's made by la da 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 over there and you know whatever so uh anyway pull this Mauser out and I go all right and believe me I ran it back to my helicopter and threw it on the floor because I'm keeping this, buddy. And then I run back and I get my share of the radios and we get it all done. And so, uh, you know, we get out of there. And I, I put the thing, once I got back to base camp, I put the thing up on the roof of our hooch for a couple of months so it would dry out because it, it was waterlogged really bad. And it came from... The French uh, were there before we were there. So the French were fighting against the Viet Cong before we and, and, you know, ended up coming in and, t and taking over. But that, that was a French rifle that somehow had gotten lost in a rice paddy. It's pitted up really bad. You would not want to shoot it. But I got it all dried out and cleaned up. And uh, everything works on it. You know, it's a, it's a bolt-action type of rifle, and you can, and it'll squeeze the trigger, and it'll, you know, it'll, 
it'll shoot. But I mean, again, you would never want to put a bullet in it because it'd blow up. I'm sure it's, you know, it's all pitted and metal fatigued and it wouldn't be good. But it, it just made a heck of a wall hanging war trophy. Yeah, and, conversation uh, piece at, at least. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's, a, that's a story with a good ending. Yeah. Hey, any, any story you can tell where you do not blow up, that's a, that's a pretty good ending. But I, I do have a question. It's not okay. a question. I, I'm, I'm probably going to solve this myself, and I'm going to be proud if I'm right. Now, I assume you go after the avionics. avionics. Uh-huh. So the, the Vietnamese, the Viet Cong, whoever, they don't get it and are able to intercept your – is that why you go after it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, just, I didn't know if it had, like – monetary value or, or something like that it was oh no security they, reasons yeah keep them from listening to all of our chatter and uh you know the the overall plan is to go back once the the battle stops and get and and retrieve the helicopter come in with a ch-47 and do what's called sling loaded out of there tow it out fly it back to base, fix it, and put it back in service. But if the, uh, if the conflict on the ground gets so intense that you're not going to be able to come back in, uh, you just blow it up right there. I mean, you just have the Cobras shoot it up with the rockets and destroy it. But we always try to save it if we could. And usually, most of the time, we saved them, unless they were... I mean, when they crash down, they don't always stay in one piece, and people do end up dying. And uh, so, but this was just one, you know, nice and close to the ground when it got hit, and just parked it, did a hard landing right there in the rice paddy. And so, was anyway, that's one story. It was a good story. Again, any story where Steve Hill doesn't blow up, pretty good story. Yeah. You know, honestly, during my time there, I I resolved the fact that I didn't think I'd ever come back home. I just you just accept that. And so you don't you don't live in fear. You're not worried about dying because hey. You're probably going to die, but hey, you know what? You know how you defeat death? You die. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I heard that in the, the song Jesus Christ Superstar or something. You know, he says, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it kind of sticks with you. So anyway, I made it home. Here I am. And you went through all that so you could become a pod pretender. I love pretending to be a pod pretender. Right there, then. Roll to the line. I'll go hard. Okay, which way? Roll out. One Roger and request. Okay, get him, get him. After this area, we're getting extremely low on fuel. We're trying to hold on. To get him, Clark. Six comes back. Stop it, us. Okay, 3-1, we got one. Exactly, Roger. Get him. Okay, 3-1, we got another one. Roger that. Put it on him. Uh, don't uh, hit any women or children or anything, but put it on him. Okay, Clark, start shooting and I get him running.
Okay, I want you to see that area up with the minigun, uh, Bailey. Oh, Roger that. Okay, just hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. Don't shoot in the hoochies now, hold it. And now for this episode's cheesy joke. What is red and smells like blue paint? Red paint. <laughs> Pod pretenders, my friends. This episode of the Pod Pretenders has been a presentation of United Filmways Media. The future of talk. <laughs>